0: Welcome to CAE Pilot Podcast, a podcast that brings together aviation professionals to discuss life as a pilot, training, and career advice. You can find us at cae.com forward slash CAE Pilot dash podcast or subscribe to our show on your audio podcasting platform of choice. You can also find our video podcast on our YouTube channel. Welcome to this episode of the CAE Pilot Podcast. My name is Patrick Botter and I'm thrilled to have you with us. You know, there's no doubt that 2020 has brought a great deal of stress and uncertainty to people's lives. The aviation industry has been hard hit and airline crew have seen their lives turned upside down. They've gone from always being on the go to being quarantined at home and are facing job insecurity or a lot job loss and everything that comes with it. During the pandemic, pilots have watched their airlines fight for survival, ground large portions of their fleet Dramatically reduce their schedules or halt operations altogether. They've walked um, seemingly deserted airports and flown in eerily empty skies. All these factors can have a negative impact on a pilot's performance and overall mental health. Today, I'm happy to welcome Veronique Benoit, a mental health and well being expert and coach. Veronique has extensive knowledge, experience, and training in helping people improve their well being and helping them balance their professional and private lives. Véronique is not only an integrative psychotherapist, she's also a master specialist in sophrology, a relaxation expert, a tai chi instructor, and much more. And we're going to have the chance to speak to her right now. Véronique, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you for inviting me.
0: So you have uh, quite the impressive resume, that's for sure. Um, and maybe we'll have the chance later on to do a podcast on the Tai Chi because I think that would be very interesting. But uh, today we're going to focus on well-being um, and uh, especially with, um, you know, the the airline crew population who have, as I mentioned before, they've just had such a, a wrench thrown into their lives in many ways. Mm-hmm. But, um Before we get to that, we always like to find out a little bit about our guests. So maybe uh, you can tell us just a little bit about about yourself. What led you to become um, a well-being and mental health coach and uh, why you're so passionate about this?
1: Well, as you say, I am really passionate about it. And it's the story of my life, you know? And that's how it started, believe it or not. I am the most stressful person in the world. (laughs) And that's why I started this path for myself. As as a young uh, student, I struggled with all kinds of uh, stress issues. And most of the stress that I experienced was the stress uh, of fear for failure. And I knew when I was studying, it, it had bad. influence on, on my results and I had all kinds of mental and physical issues and I thought wait a minute I was a perfectionist and I wanted to succeed in life and I said like if I want to succeed in life I have to do this differently I have to do, I have to find a way to deal with the stress. So that became my personal path and passion to find a way, how can I deal with it so I can really, yeah, be successful. And then after a short time, I noticed the more skills I had, the easier my life became. So I thought, you know what, this will be my mission, my passion in life and Yes, so and I started studying physical therapy because I wanted to know the body and then the mind with the psychotherapy and then all these techniques. And I keep studying because it's just interesting. And, yeah, the more skills you have, the, the easier it, it comes in life to succeed.
0: And I would say the pandemic has probably given you – I would say, unfortunately, the opportunity to really use your skills and to help people out because it's a crazy, stressful time. Absolutely. And um, I know that you have, uh, you know, you have a big connection to aviation as well. So maybe you want to tell us a little bit about that.
1: Well... It's a big <laughs> connection. It's my husband. So I lived with him for like 25 years. And in those 25 years, we experienced a lot in aviation because in aviation, a lot is going on. So my husband started in. Um, and sabina so we experienced the whole 9 11 crisis and yeah the end of sabina that never no one expected at that time so we yeah we struggled also in that time it's it's like similar like now um that yeah my husband lost his job we were just um uh, married, we had a young child, we had loans, we we bought a house, we had cars, and suddenly it was the end of of yeah, a good a good life. So um, and then yeah we have a lot of friends in this yeah in the whole aviation community. So this is my connection with the yeah with the airlines.
0: So, the good news is, of course, that your husband now works with us here at CAE, which... uh, So, what this shows is, as I've gone through all of these podcasts, is that, you know, um, I've been in the aviation industry for 25 years. I've lived through 9-11. I've went through 2008. And I think the encouraging thing for people Mm -hmm. who are, you know, listening to us through Airside um, is that, you know, there there are downtimes, but you know good things do end up happening in the end
1: absolutely and that's yeah i absolutely believe that if the whole sabina crisis wouldn't be there we 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 wouldn't be in america and living the life that we want to live so there's always something good coming out of it but if you're in it Yeah, it's sometimes hard to see that, yeah, it creates new opportunities, but you just have to keep your eyes open for all the options that there are in the world.
0: And Veronique, that's why we have you today, because you're going to tell us how to make sure we stay well and mentally strong as we go through this crisis. So maybe we'll start right at the beginning, and maybe you can um, define for us what um, well-being and mental health are
1: okay so mental health and well-being it's a really broad broad world so it's it's like it's general feeling and being well and I mean by that it's it's your thoughts uh, it's your emotion it's just handling being able to handle everything that is coming to you is the stress it's it's yeah, it's just feeling great in your own body and, and, and coping with all the challenges in life. And that's when you are yeah, in a good yeah, state, of, state of mind, I would say.
0: And, and so right now you've got so many people who are probably not in a great state of mind. Right, And if we look at pilots in particular, you know, some airlines have closed, others are not flying at all, Mm -hmm. sitting at home, we've gone from having, you know, a shortage of pilots to an absolute abundance. So what do you say to the pilots who are sitting there right now, who are listening to you and saying, yeah, okay, but what do I do?
1: Mm -hmm. Well, I think the most important thing is don't sit there being stuck. I mean, like... Don't, yeah, like pity yourself and oh, the whole world is coming up down to me. No, but take action. Do something. You can you can prepare yourself in all kinds of other ways. You can prepare yourself and see other options and possibilities that there are in the world. And uh, now you have time on your hands to 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 experience something different, to learn something different, and I think it's important to yeah be surrounded with uplifting people who have a kind of the, the same mindset who are not in the, in this blame mindset of like, okay, this is not good and this is, yeah, what is gonna happen with us that we will never find a job and then yeah. This is the wrong path. So you have to surround yourself with a positive-minded people and talk and talk to people who have been there. And it's like we just said, like my husband Dominic and, and even you—you you told me we have experienced all kinds of crises. But you know, in after every down downhill, there is an uphill, and this this is just life, you know. And if you just look at history, it's always like that. It's with ups and downs and ups and downs. But you have to keep believing that there are opportunities and you have to take action and do something about it. And maybe it's just time for a new challenge. So be open. It's like be have an open mind and don't be rigid and think like, okay, I want to just stick with what I did. Maybe it's time to just see if you can go and do something differently, volunteer somewhere, whatever.
0: Yeah. And are there people who will be, you know, experiencing these things but not be aware of it? So, yeah. I might, you know, I might be, you know, I'm used to being out flying, I'm here, there, and everywhere, and now all of a sudden, I don't necessarily feel negative, but you know what? I'm on the couch a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm eating maybe a lot more than I have been, and I've watched everything on Netflix. So what are some of the, maybe we've all done that, but what yeah. are some of the symptoms that someone who might not be as aware of well-being or mental health, what kind of symptoms could they look for?
1: Well, you actually mentioned a few of those symptoms. <laughs> 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 it's time for you to take action I mean, it's, it's true, because you start worrying. Worrying is, is, is what is going on and especially pilots they're thinkers. They think they, they want to find a solution for everything and there are no solutions that you know of at this point because everything is constantly changing it but it's the worrying that is it's keeping you sometimes up that you say like okay I have a hard time falling asleep and um, that can be a symptom. And even, it's like you say, some some just want to start drinking more because they don't, they're like, oh, I have this, I feel down, I don't feel so happy, I'm just going to drink some more because it gives me a good feeling. Or, um, yeah, it's like you said, all eating, not or not eating well even, or eating more, or um, don't having the energy to just to do something like, okay, in the morning, get out of bed and then just take action, go for a walk. And it's all this, yeah, little yeah. symptoms like you just uh, talked about that are the first signs of pain, maybe headache because you worry a lot of maybe pain in muscles because you're Really, yeah, cramped up for, from
0: yeah, stress. And so it's interesting because what you're saying is that we think mental health, okay, it's in my head, but there seems to certainly be physical um, symptoms to it and physical, well, not consequences, maybe isn't the right word, but there's a physical aspect to it. And, you know, the other day we had um, Andrea, a pilot who's also uh, a fitness guy, and he was giving us all sorts of uh, Workout tips, etc. And what role does physical fitness play in mental health?
1: I think it's an important role because mental health is is mental health is about how you think, how you feel, and how you act. So if you eh, don't, yeah, you need to move in your in 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 your life. And eh? just laying there and doing nothing will will have an influence on your whole body not moving is is yeah destructive you will it's like the stress is destructive your for your body it's your whole immune system will be attacked by that so it's important to move you get endorphins by moving you get good feeling hormones if you yeah walk or dance or or bike or whatever movement you do it is it's a part of life you know being it's i'm a holistic person so i see the body in in, in its wholeness so you have to do everything it's like you cannot say, it's like when you fly in it with a plane, you say, okay, engine is okay, uh, well, everything's okay, but the brakes are down, but it's okay. That doesn't work. You will have a problem. You know, It's a whole system. If you want to, to feel well in your whole body, everything has to work well. So it's not that you can say, okay, I'm just going to eliminate now one part of it. So, and that's my point of view, you have to, you need the whole package to feel well.
0: So I imagine that encompasses then physical activity, good rest, eating well, socializing, all of the things I think that we hear or we have heard about, uh, about (laughs) staying okay during quarantine and, and the like.
1: Absolutely.
0: Now, um, I also, we hear the word mindfulness a lot. Maybe you want to talk a bit about uh, mindfulness, and mindfulness and what that means.
1: Okay. Well, mindfulness, it has become like a really a hype. Um, and then all, all kinds of people gave it all kinds of meanings. But what it means for me, it's, it's the self-regulation of attention. And what I mean by that is that you have the capacity to bring you awareness where you want it to be. And that's in the present, in the now, where you are. So mindfulness is, um, it's, a, it's a way of living. It's a skill where you are in a certain mindset of that it's open you're open-minded so that's good for people who are struggling now is keep your mind open for other possibilities it is in the moment and it means like in the moment is we have a habit of and especially when you have problems you start worrying so your mind is mostly in the future because you're thinking okay okay I have, maybe I'm losing my job. So you see yourself already in the future, yeah, in a negative way, all the things that maybe can happen to you. So with mindfulness, you invite yourself to bring your attention back to where you are in the present and just stick to what there is, what facts and not the things hearsay things that, yeah, there is a lot of talk now around the whole pandemic. If you just listen to the news, you can, yeah, yeah, that can drive you really crazy. If you would like listen to the news, every news there is, and you would just listen to it, you would get a lot of fear from listening to the news only. So just stick to facts. and And, and this is mindfulness. Mindfulness brings you in the in the now and it's a, a regulation of all your thoughts that's the example of thoughts but also your emotions so you try to keep your emotions yeah steady i mean like don't go with the fear because yeah if you start listening to all the things people say around you you the fear grows and grows and grows and it's like a monster <laughs> and then if you have someone that, yeah, like in communication, you will, when you respond from an emotion, it's completely different than you are in your moment and in in the emotion that there is. So that is what mindfulness is all about. It's about self-regulation from thoughts, emotions, without judgment, with an open mindset. And
0: so how do I bridge the gap then? So I'm I'm on my couch now, worrying about the future, watching episode 300 of some silly show. And I would like looking forward. If if I was a pilot or someone in the aviation industry, I might say, "Well, okay, it's a distinct possibility that I won't have my job." Mm -hmm. So, how do? What's the difference between people who continue to worry about it and those who say, "Okay, what action can I take now to secure my
1: future?" Mm mm-hmm well the difference is that in one in one case people will not take action they will just yeah lay there and stay in the same and let just happen what happened but in the other case you can yeah open your possibilities and you can think like okay i'm now here and what what can i do so if I remember, my, at the time we were in the Sabina crisis, we we had to just we had like thousands of euros to live with with our family and to pay everything. So that's not enough. So then you have to start thinking. Okay, just let's start thinking financially. How can we do it differently? Just start by, yeah, see where do I spend my money on, so you can just start by um, right. checking in with every part of your life and see how can I do this differently, like if we talk about money, you can live with a lot less if you, right. if you don't have it, you realize that you know it can work too, you know with less, and every part of your life you can say okay what can i do i remember in that time what my husband did he he was thinking wait a minute maybe i can think by starting my own company and he thought about a cargo uh, company in aviation in brussels that he was thinking but okay maybe maybe i can start that and he started looking for all kinds of of connections with people to start something but just by making connections with those other people he he was connected to the other people that that knew somebody else and said wait a minute they are looking their cargo it wasn't flying cargo in the beginning but they are looking for pilots cargo martiner maybe they are interested maybe you are interested to go fly with them so from from one thing can come another maybe you see you don't see this in the beginning but just yeah find a way and i'm just giving this example from from my husband that it was like okay we are gonna do this new cargo aviation um company and from one thing led to another so what i mean is like you have to be creative in a way so and, and that's the open-minded and take action and and talk. Talk to people and you never know what comes out of it. But by sitting in your couch, there will, there will be no one coming, ringing on your bell and saying, Hey, I'm here. I have a job for you. That's not the way it works.
0: And I know I always come back to this example, but we talked to a business aviation pilot right at the beginning of uh, the pilot podcast. And he said when he couldn't find a flying job right away, he started grooming aircraft. Mm -hmm. And it's because he was grooming aircraft that he met someone who needed a pilot. And that's how he ended up with his pilot's job. So I think that, you know, might sit there while cleaning aircraft and flying airplanes are polar opposites, some might think. But one thing can lead to another.
1: Yeah, 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 absolutely. And you never know in advance, so just go for it.
0: Now, you know you've been married to a pilot for a long time. Um, and you must know an awful lot of pilots. And mental health and being mindful, all of these things might be a little bit pie in the sky for them. There might be a bit of skepticism um, around it. Um, how do you convince someone like that who might be like, oh, you know, listen, a pilot is presented with a problem, he, and he knows what action he has to take. It's on a checklist. He does it and move on. He relies on his knowledge, his experience to do what needs to be done, but it's in front of them. He understands it or she understands it. They take action. This is maybe a little bit more fluffy. So how do you get someone to wrap their mind around it?
1: That's a good question. And, well, I have been working for the um, last three decades with all kinds of professional people who, um, yeah, business people. So they all, most, yeah, most of business people also, they have this critical mindset. So it is it is absolutely um hard to kind of convince um people like that but i think it's and it's the same it's the same thing you have to be really open for for those things i mean like um and even in general if you if you have an not open mindset you will not learn anything i mean I always say, like, for me, the way I try people, I invite them, just try for, and that's what I do, try for free. You can have your first call for free, and then you will experience for yourself what it is all about. Because mindfulness and all the things that I am doing, it's all scientifically based, so it is. It has a whole study behind it, and that's what pilots and high-educated people want. They want like proof that this is no, not something that is yeah new age uh, thing. So that and that's why I always say, first time you know what, just try it, experience, and 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 try it for yourself, and that's. For me, the best way, because it's hard to convince somebody else for something where you believe in. And the best way is for people to just experience for themselves, if if, if that is something for them. But if they reach out to someone like a wellness coach, just check them out and see what their background is. Is it really scientifically proven? Did they do years of study of that? So that you really know it's someone who has, who has a baggage of, of yeah, uh, knowledge behind it and it's something and not something that is, yeah, coming out of thin air.
0: And you have a seven-step method that you use. Tell us about that.
1: Well, the seven-step method that I use is all the steps of how can you feel well and good and well-balanced. And this is just all the things we just talked about, but it's in steps that we we talk and learn all the things that... It's like coping skills. It's like a whole toolbox that you get, <laughs> all the tools that you can, with all the advice and, and exercises and tips and tricks and that you can use for every moment in your life and not only in a crisis moment, but in general, it's it's general for general stress. So it's all about talking about how to bring your attention back in the moment and giving guided Dynamic relaxation techniques. It is um, talking about the mind, who the mind, what how it works, and how it affects the, how your mind affects your body, and how you can really rewire yourself and you reset yourself in an other mindset. You can actually do that, and you have those skills. You only need to know how. We talk about emotions, how emotions work how emotions have the effect on the mind so it's the mind on the body and emotion and emotion it's all connected with each other and that's what i talk about the connection between those and then i talk about what is important in your life what are your values what are you living for um are you living your life the way you are supposed to live it why are you here? What is your mission? What is your, your, yeah, what is important for you? And that's why my method is called Your True Life Rocks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and we'll put, a, we'll put a link to that in the, uh, in the description. Um, a few other things I want to ask. What can airlines do, do you think, to reduce the stress of their pilots right now?
1: Well, I am an extremely believer that yeah of the fact that airlines should have like a health coach on or a mental coach or someone in the mental um, yeah how is it called mental
0: the uh, mental health field or
1: yeah mental fields I think they should have that on the payroll because a lot of pilots keep a lot of their issues inside they don't share too much of their information so I think and for me that's an important thing Uh, just communicate what is going on inside of you and that's why I really believe that they should have like someone on the payroll that everyone when they have the need to talk to someone that they can reach out to someone and get professional help and even not when it is an urgent matter, but even in a kind of prevention, if, if people say like, okay, it can be like from relationship. I'm just giving an example. If you have a discussion with your spouse because you're leaving for a long time and it's an all kinds of issue and the, the wives say, well, I'm stuck with the kids again and you are going on a holiday or whatever. So it can, it can keep you busy and sometimes that can just help to have someone to talk to and say, okay, I have this problem, how can I deal with it? And that's why I'm a big believer that they, I would really recommend that to have like someone in, in the team. And even in the CRM um, courses, they can like implement or invite an expert to talk about those issues or give courses stress reduction programs so those pilots have all those skills before they start experience problems so that's that's what i think
0: how does mental health impact performance so let's say i'm a pilot who's who's still flying, but of course now I'm going through empty airports. I'm flying in skies that are much less busy than they usually are. I've got a whole bunch of a new set of, of procedures of what I'm allowed to do, being stuck in my hotel room during a layover. Um, how do all of these things, or how can they affect a pilot's performance? Well, I,
1: I think it's it's a challenge. Tr- Challenge now because there is a lot going on in your mind and how it can <clears throat> your performance can be affected affected to it because if you have a lot in your head going on, it means that your concentration will be yeah less sharp and um, it's for me it's all about safety you know if yeah if you're not fit mentally fit you yeah you your your concentration will be less your general performance even the interaction with the the co-pilots or pilots will be different or you will be influenced by or make just make mistakes errors and and that's For me, the most important thing that's that pilots have to have to be in a good shape, whole shape, of course, (laughs) because they're responsible for for so many things. Yes,
0: so do you have what would you suggest to a pilot? They're heading out, they're maybe in their hotel room or they're now sitting in the flight deck. How do you what do you suggest to them to clear their mind to put? the outside outside and to really get into is there one thing that you can suggest to them to help them, you know, be in the moment, I guess.
1: Yeah. So they can do a lot of things and it's depending from person to person. Some people can say like, okay, my way to release my stress is to to do some sports. Other can say like, okay, I need to be really away from everything and just be alone and focus sit separately and 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 prepare myself and focus myself and and do some like yeah some meditation kind of stuff where they really concentrate in the moment so it's a bit it's a bit depending on on, on the person what they prefer to do
0: you talked about co-pilots and is there anything that co-pilots or colleagues whether they're flying or not can look out for in uh, in their colleagues? Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, mostly they know their colleagues. That's what I experienced with my husband. They know each other. So I would say like, yeah, you will see a difference in in behavior, the way they act. So keep an eye for that. If you see that you're, yeah, pilot next sitting to you is is yawning the whole time or is responding in another way or than you are used to i would absolutely um recommend them or say like okay that you are there for them you know if you if there is something going on we are here stuck with each other let's just be supportive and listen to each other you don't have to be the the coach but you can be just uh, listening ear can just solve a lot of problems already, but yeah keep an eye on on differences that's something that I would say and you will see you can see that if you know someone yeah
0: and I think so if we were just to summarize a little bit about what we've spoken about is one there shouldn't be any taboo taboos around mental health. Mental health is really a holistic thing that involves more than just your emotions. It's your physical health, it's nutrition, it's rest. Um, and being in the moment, of course, is hugely important, uh, whether you're flying or not, finding solutions rather than concentrating on, on the problems. Um, and if you notice someone struggling, obviously, to be there for them. Um, as we close, what would your final advice be to someone who's, you know, we're all living through this pandemic, you know, what's your advice?
1: Well, my advice is that, yes, with every crisis, there are, there's an opening for new opportunities. And one of the things that I constantly say to my family is, yeah, stick with the things that are facts. And yeah, don't listen to all the, what do they say, the hearsay, but stick to the facts and don't try to change anything that you cannot change. Some things, like the crisis is a crisis. We are not going to change anything about that. But we can change a lot of other things in our lives that we have control over. And that's what we need to do. So I think that's the most important message. See it as a new chance, new opportunity to evolve, to grow.
0: And I think that's wonderful advice. And um, I'll just point people as well to airside.aero, where there's a ton of uh, information and resources for um, pilots, the resume builder, there's a jobs board, there's um, articles often on different, whether it be lifestyle, whether it be um, on career, et cetera, a ton of great resources there. To do exactly what you're talking about, Véronique, which is to make sure you take this time, but you continue to progress towards Whatever life has uh, in store for you, and I'd like to thank you too for sharing such a personal story about uh, about your husband. I think that it's a uh, it's a beautiful example of how you know you can go through something and still come out of on the other end.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Keep believing in that.
0: Thank you so much, Veronique, for uh, for joining us. It's been great to have you.
1: Thank you for inviting me.
0: Thank you. CAE Pilot Podcast is brought to you by CAE, the global leader in training for the civil aviation, defense and security, and healthcare markets.
1: For more information, check out CAE.com.